When I started this podcast, I had an idea. An idea to give you the stories behind the comedy scene. Unfiltered, unedited, and unbridled. Hello, folks, and welcome back to the Unbridled Enthusiasm podcast. I'm your host, Mark Poulos, as always. It's good to be back, guys. I think uh, it's been a good couple years, maybe, since I've recorded in a fresh episode that wasn't uh, ripped from some other platform and dumped in here like it was a new episode. I apologize for that been kind of busy with family and work and such and uh i thought it'd be fun to get back at it and do a couple new episodes uh today i'm going to talk about um a really cool experience um something that has you know changed the landscape a bit for me as far as my career goes and that is the opportunity i got to film my dry bar comedy special so if you're not familiar uh, Dry Bar is a company that's based in Utah, and their whole premise of their company was to provide clean family entertainment. Uh, and, you know, they, they first started out with this algorithm where you could drop like any movie or TV show into it, and you could click filters, and it would take out like swearing and uh, graphic violence and all that kind of stuff, and you could watch like a Hollywood movie that was R-rated with these filters on and, you know, it would be family friendly. I I hadn't heard of them when I I got the call from my manager that they were looking to start uh, taping comedians because they wanted to expand their platform uh, just from, you know, doing this filter thing with existing content where they wanted to kind of make their own content. And I think they felt like the easiest way to do that was to kind of build this theater in Utah, set it up with, you know, lighting and high-tech cameras, and then basically invite all the best clean comedians from around the world to fly in and, and do their comedy specials. To So to say the least that that I got the opportunity to do it um, was was huge. Um, and it was interesting because there was like different levels to dry bar. Like there was uh, a handful of comics that flew out there and shot their specials and then dry bar, you know, decided that it wasn't like on brand and wasn't what they wanted um, to put on their platform. So there's a handful of comics that flew out there and did their specials and then they never got released, which really sucks. But, you know, I felt like I did the best that I could. But then again, I wasn't because I went out and I shot for season three and I think they're they're already shooting season five or six or something now. Um, So it was still relatively new. I think I was one of the first comics to shoot for season three. 
and actually I thought I was going to be released in season two, um, but it took a little bit longer for my special to come out, but I'll get into that. So I got the call and, and started working on my stuff, and it was, you know, it was still kind of, uh, you know, interesting because Drybar hadn't really, like, exploded like it has now. I mean, it was still a juggernaut, but it wasn't really the name recognition that that people know now. It was just kind of this this new thing where comedians were being released and and their their videos were getting like a ton of hits on Facebook. Um, I think as I sit here right now, my videos on YouTube, like combined uh, from Drybar, are over a million views. And my videos on Facebook combined are over like 5 million views. So that's just, I can't even like fathom um, that kind of stuff. And uh, the other piece I want to get into is um, like the trolls on the internet when you drop even the cleanest comedy clip in the history of the world. Um, and I think what'll be fun is is throughout this podcast I'll drop in uh, a couple of the clips that Drybar has put out uh, on Facebook and YouTube because um, I think it's just cool um, even though it's kind of like obviously a visual thing um, you you know the the audio was pretty funny so um, so before I go any further if you have not uh, downloaded the Drybar comedy app onto your cellular device please do that I mean, it's crazy. It's completely free. There's like, I don't know, 60 comedy specials on there. Um, you know, some people you might know, a lot of people you don't know. And that's what I like about Drybar. It's like they're flying in all these comedians that really haven't gotten their shot on like late night TV and, and Netflix and that kind of stuff to, you know, shoot these like well put together specials to get their material out to a wide range of people it's just like so cool to thumb through there and see all like my really good friends that haven't really gotten a shot and now they're getting their shot you know like Kevin Bozeman and Johnny Beaner and Doug Thompson and Rob Breckenridge and just all these guys that I've been friends with with for years and I knew how funny they were and they weren't really just getting that opportunity to get out there because I mean it's crazy it's like uh, I think as I said here um, my specials on YouTube, um, are like just taken off and, you know, I'm not sure if I mentioned this before, but it's just like crazy to see how many hits all these videos are getting and, and it's just like really cool. So I flew out to Utah to shoot this special and I was really nervous cause I'm just like, this is my shot and I don't want to mess it up. And I was on the same night as this guy, Mike Guido. And it was really cool because I don't know if people know, but my six-year-old was diagnosed with autism. And I kind of slowed down from touring on the road for a while to come home for her. And here I am about to shoot this special. It's like one of my biggest opportunities in my career. And this guy, Mike Guido, who I'm shooting with, has a daughter in her 20s who has autism. And we were just like two peas in a pod like talking about our daughters and everything and it was just so great because just like all the nerves and everything just washed away and I was just like 
um, completely relaxed and like ready to do my special after that. And it was like, it's so crazy how the universe is. Cause it was just like, you know, here's this opportunity. You're so nervous. And then they're like, Hey, why don't you just relax and chat with this guy who knows exactly what you're going through and, you know, so much positivity and, and excitement. And it was just really cool. And I still had a little bit of the nerves because, um, you know, there's clean comedy and then there's like Provo, Utah clean. They actually sent us a video we had to watch, which kind of explained it. Cause basically like clean comedy is like nothing vulgar, nothing overly graphically sexual, nothing that offends people, just like clean, fun comedy. But in Provo, like they take it a step further where uh, it's very religious. So they don't want any overly like religious like humor that offends people and they don't want um and, and marriage is super sacred there which it is everywhere else but like it's up a notch in in utah so they don't want you spending a lot of time making fun of your spouse on stage which kind of had me nervous because one of my biggest jokes is like a 10 minute joke about how bad my wife's farts are <laughs> so i got really nervous <laughs> But I found out as I was performing it, people in Utah love fart jokes. So it's like one of the biggest bits off of my special, um, which I think right now would be a good time to, to play that clip. Um, so this is a clip from my dry bar comedy special called Taking the Blame. It is a five to ten minute joke about how horrible my wife's farts are. So enjoy and I will meet you on the other side. House full of ladies. That's what I got at home. And don't get me wrong, ladies are great. They always smell great, no matter what they're doing. My wife works at the hospital. She'll come home, 12 hour shift, just walks in the door, still smells like watermelon and flowers. Like, how is it possible? I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I step out of the shower, I still smell like hamburger and armpits. Like, I don't even know what I'm doing wrong. It's hot water and soap. I'm hitting the hot spots. But I still smell like the bath mat. <laughs> There's something ladies have over guys. We're going to talk about this for a sec, because I think we can agree as a group here tonight. A lot of people think it. Nobody ever says it. Might as well get it out there. Let's talk about it. The lady farts are the worst thing in the world. Oh, they are horrible. My theory is you're holding them in way too long. Like, you're just like, you're too courteous, you know? Like, somehow they're fermenting inside your body. Get them out of there. Like, what are you doing? And my wife's are the worst. You know, like, she, she went to bed before me one night. She was in there for like an hour, and I walked in there. It was like a punch in the face. So I was like, did the sewer line break in here? Is one of the animals dead? And I was like, the door's open. It's got to go away at some point. No, it doesn't. It started gaining strength. It was like eating itself, becoming a super fart. It was like this third thing living in the room with us she's fast asleep you know just laying there angry because she sleeps with the fan on so it's just swirling everywhere with this giant fartnado in there i can't get one clean breath of air so i can fall asleep i had to go put vicks vapor up up my nostrils that's a true story 
She drives me nuts. We'll be watching TV. She'll feel it coming on. She'll try to skedaddle out of the room like a lady. Now she's just farting the whole way. And I'm like, do you mind not crop dusting the whole house? Just sit in one spot and let it happen. Just go in the closet. We'll call that the fart closet. Eventually we'll have to tear that side of the house off. And it'll be fine if they just smell bad. But for some reason they hang around forever. She ghost farts me so many times, guys. Like, she'll go in the kitchen, she'll let one go, and then she'll just move on with her life. And I'll go in there like an hour later and be like, what kid has poop in their pants? And she's like four rooms away, like, oh, I farted in there. Like an hour ago. An hour ago? This thing is a hanger. What are you eating, helium? Can't look down on the farts too much. Apparently it led to our wedding, which I was not uh, aware of. But uh, we a couple's dinner one night, and one of the wives asked my wife, because there's always that moment where, like, a woman's dating somebody, and they stop looking at him as the boyfriend, and, like, this could be the guy that I'm going to marry, you know? And they asked my wife, like, when that moment was for her, and she goes, well, that's easy. We've been dating for four months. I took it to my best friend's wedding in Des Moines. And without any prompting or anything, he just stood up in a bus full of people and took credit for my fart. And I was like, I'm marrying that SOB tomorrow. I "I didn't realize it had that much of an impact. It was such a silly story. We were like going from the ceremony to the reception. We're in this big bus with everybody. And and all I knew was that the fart started in the back of the bus. That's all I knew. Because I was just enjoying the moment of watching it kind of roll up the bus and hit people row by row. They were so caught off guard. They were like, what a beautiful set. What is that? Oh, no. And then I got to the groom, and he was so mad. He was like, who did this? Who would have done such a thing? The windows don't roll down. I was laughing so hard and I turned to enjoy the moment with my wife and her face is in her hands and it's beet red and I went oh no you took this whole bus down yowzer but I could tell that she was embarrassed so I just stood up and I was like that was me boom the reception was awkward they just kept pointing me out there like there he is chamber <laughs> well there it was the magnificently crafted uh top tier fart joke pretty much um and people always ask like uh how my wife feels about that joke and uh she actually finds it really funny she actually loves when she can go to my show with like friends and like watch their reaction to it because they know they've been there they know um but yeah it's uh (laughs) i do feel bad about it it's just like uh here's this joke that's gotten i mean it's pretty much gone viral on on the social platforms and it's just all about how horrible my farts are or my wife's farts are and i thought it was gonna go over like a lead balloon in provo but they ate it up with a spoon because apparently uh they love fart jokes out there but um yeah so I when I finished taping it they told me that it was going to be out in like a couple months and it actually took a year for my special to come out which was a lot longer than I thought it was going to be um but it was so funny because I was in Cedar Rapids I was uh doing penguins down there 
and I had just done like morning TV for my uh, shows that weekend. It was like three o'clock in the afternoon on a Friday. I got a message from one of my friends on Facebook and they, they said something like, your dry bar looks awesome, man. And I'm like, what? Cause I had like over the year, I'd been sending them emails. Like when's my special coming out? They're like still working on it. We got a lot of stuff going on and I'm like, understood. I'm just, you know, trying to get an idea. And then they're like, you're, you're next and we're working on it. We're editing it, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it just kept getting these like kind of brush offs. Um, and I started to get worried because one of my friends said that they had just called him and told him that they weren't going to um, do his special, that they were going to shelf it. And I got super nervous. I was like, maybe they're just like kind of stringing me along and they're not actually going to, you know, release mine because I thought mine was funny, but like, I'm nobody famous. Like, I don't have much of anything as far as credits go. Um, And then it was that Friday, no warning whatsoever from anybody. One of my friends like, your dry bar looks great, man. And I'm like, what the heck are you talking about? Go on Facebook and there it is. My first clip had dropped on Facebook. Um, uh, It was on YouTube. But the special hadn't come out they just like kind of dropped a preview clip or something and gosh that was so crazy like I've put a lot of clips on Facebook and a lot of clips on YouTube and I think I had a clip on YouTube of my Axe TV thing that I did with Michael Che and that was up to like 15,000 views and I thought man I really made it (laughs) So this clip comes out, it was on Facebook for like two hours and it already had 300,000 views and I was like, this is bananas. And I watched it for like the numbers for a couple days and I think by the next day, like in 24 hours, it had had like 400,000 views and I was just like, this is insane. And over the next couple weeks, they released like four more of my clips and there's like five of them on YouTube right now, but on Facebook, they kind of pull them down and then kind of put them back in the rotation. So I think there's only two that are on Facebook right now. But it's so funny when clips come out of your of your comedy, like there's like a twofold response, like one, uh, like clips that come out and get like a huge viewing. I started to get nervous, like, wow, people have seen all these jokes. Well, now I got to retire all these jokes. Um, and anytime I did a show, like I hadn't written a bunch of new material, so I would do these dry bar jokes and in my head, I'm like, oh, they've already seen these like a hundred times. Nobody's laughing, you know, but you got to get out of your head. Like not everybody has seen the dry bar thing. Most people still kind of don't know what it is. I have more people than not know what dry bar is now, but it's still weird. And the other piece of it that I said I was going to talk about is, um, people, will find anything to be upset about (laughs) so these clips would drop on facebook and at first i'm like oh i can't wait to read the comments and see how people like it that lasted like two days i don't want to read the comments anymore 
because 80% of it is positive, but there's like that 20% of people that are saying the worst things ever about your comedy. Like I was um, excited when stuff would come out um, and then I would start reading the comments and people had a, a problem with my Walmart joke where I said, that I was like punching in different codes at the self-checkout line. People were like, oh, stealing. That's really funny. Um, somebody was like, hey, here's some advice. Quit comedy. And I'm like, what? And so there was just like a little backlash on the fart joke, the Walmart joke. And then there was another bit they put up about me being a big guy and being scared of stuff. Minimal backlash. But... Nothing will compare to when I have this bit towards the end of my show where I talk about, I don't know what it is, but like animals will hit my car and it's just a silly joke. And they're all true stories. Like I hit a turkey in Iowa. I hit a raccoon in Oklahoma City. Uh, I hit a deer in Montana. I hit an armadillo in Omaha. And they're just silly stories. But people were so mad (laughs) that I did like... Some of the comments I remember was just like, um, this is the worst thing I've ever heard. Who makes jokes about murdering animals? <laughs> and I'm just like, what? They were so mad. And they were just like, they just kept coming and coming and coming. And I'm just like, I got to stop reading these. Because at first I thought they were funny. I'm like, who gets mad over a comedy joke? But then... Then they started getting like really bad, but now I'll go on there every once in a while to read them because it is funny to watch the people that love me defend me against the people that hate me in the threads. It's just so existential and weird to watch people I've never met defend me against people who hate me that have never met me. It's just next level. It's like Doctor Strange multiverse type of stuff, but... um. I guess this would probably be a good time to play the other clip I was going to play for you guys. So so this is another clip from my dry bar special where I talk about uh, hitting all the animals. Um, it's called Roadkill. And <laughs> it's I, th- I think it's funny because it's completely true. It's so true. Um, and uh, thinking back to the stories, like terrifying because you're like out in, in the middle of the night in your car by yourself and you're hitting these animals and it's ruining your car, which is super expensive and the whole thing that gets you to gig to gig. And I didn't have much money back then. So it was kind of a horrible time, but it's just like funny to make light of it now. And and I'm pretty sure um, every single animal I hit lived to tell the tale. I don't think I killed any of them. They just killed my car. Um, but yeah, so... Here's a bit from my dry bar special called uh, Roadkill. They have the biggest ripoff in retail history in Wisconsin Dells. A place called the Deer Park. They pay $37.50 a person to pet and feed deer <laughs> in Wisconsin. <laughs> I hit four deer in the parking lot. Deer everywhere. It's paying $37.50 a person. You want to pet a deer? Open your hotel room. There's probably one stand right there. I prayed every night that a bunch of drunk hunters stumbled into this place and just wiped it out. (laughs) Just so I could watch that mousy lady on the news. It's a horrible scene down here at the deer park. They're all dead. (laughs) They're tying their trucks and high-fiving. No remorse. 
should kill all the deer. Deer are idiots. One of their animals runs into a car. Seriously. They're not even hiding. They're just standing right there. Your headlights hit their little eyes and you're like... Don't do it. Don't you do it. Then they do it and you're like, what went through your pea brain mind? That thing's going fast. I'm going to headbutt it. And here's the thing. Deer haven't just shown up. They've been around for generations. You would think at some point, while they're sitting around the fire, the elder deer would be like, you know what? We should stick away from that road. You know, stone road. Every time I go up there, somebody explodes. But no, the next day they're back up there like they're adrenaline junkies trying to beat the trucks. It's a traumatic thing hitting a deer with your car, you know? I'm sure a lot of people in here have hit a deer or been in a car that hit a deer. I'll tell you my story. I was in Montana, circa 2003. Cell phone coverage was not the best. I was out of service for about an hour and a half. I'm seeing deer everywhere, but they're staying away from the road. I come around the corner, boom, giant deer right in the middle of the road. And I was like, ah! I swerved the car. I just miss him. He takes the mirror off the side of my car, but that was it. And I was like, oh, that was so close. Breathing comes back to normal, blood pressure comes down. I was like, that almost was really bad. And then I look up and plow into two more deer. I was like, ah! Car destroyed. Two hours till somebody comes by. I'm just on the side of the road with these two corpses going, what? Why? Don't you have families? After that, things changed. Apparently, the word got out across the animal kingdom, and they decided they didn't want me on the road anymore. I started hitting animals I had never seen before. North of Des Moines, I hit a turkey. A wild turkey. Never seen one before. I'm just driving along. It's really flat, like north of Des Moines, you know? So, like, I look off into the distance, and there's, like, this little thing fripping along there, you know? And I'm like, I don't know what that is, you know? I keep driving, you know, and I see, it's keep coming. Like, I start to do the geometry, and I'm like, if it keeps coming that way, it's, it's going to die. So. And before, like, I knew what it was, like, right at that last moment. It comes out of the ditch, you know? And I don't know if you've seen a turkey run, but it's like this run, jump, fly thing, you know? And it kind of, like, arced it, like, perfectly in front of my car, and I just nailed it, like, duck hunt. Like, feathers everywhere. It just, like, rolled over the top of my car like a 70s cop movie, and I'm like, what is going on? Three months after that, I was in Omaha, Nebraska, and I rolled 300,000 miles in my car, which I thought was pretty cool. So I took a picture, put it on Facebook. Nine minutes after that, I hit an armadillo. <laughs> Never seen an armadillo in my life, and I hit one. And the thing was, he wasn't running over the road like he was headed home. He was headed directly towards my car, like a raccoon paid him to take me out. And I see him coming. I'm like, all right, you want to die? Let's do this. But in my head, I'm like, you're like a rock-like animal. I'll probably just bounce over the top of you and keep going. And that's not what happened. I hit him with my wheel. He skipped like a stone, shot through my wheel well, tore all the fiberglass out as he took the bumper with him as he shot out the side. It was the loudest thing I've ever heard in my life. I get out of the car fully expecting the entire front end to be gone, you know? Tire, pristine condition. Everything around it, gone. Vital engine parts are just hanging there. The car is still running somehow. Can't call insurance, you know? I opt out of all the... Uh, 
I opted out of the armadillo coverage, you know, it was <laughs> my bad, you know, they offered it, you know, <laughs> glass armadillo, I'm like, I don't live in Texas, so, the worst part of the whole thing was, I still had three payments left on that car, I had to drive that car for three more months like that, then some guy on the internet bought it for 1200 bucks, can you believe it, <laughs> then a month later, a state trooper came to my door and told me he ran away from a DUI checkpoint, and I was like, <laughs> took my car for a drinking car. Guys, thank you so much. I am Mark Poulos. God bless you. And there it was, the infamous roadkill joke. That got me a lot of hate, a lot of hate on the interwebs. But, um, yeah, it's just, it's it's so funny <laughs> just how much people hated that. And, and, like, a side note, too, which is funny about that clip, is that it ends on a callback to an earlier joke in my act. I do a joke earlier in my act about a buddy of mine who buys cars and doesn't switch the title and then drives around drunk, and then when the cops stop him, he just runs away and lets him take the car because there's no uh, connection to him, and he calls it his, uh, his drinking car. So um, that was a kind of... <laughs> people are like... Why are they reacting so much to that last line? It doesn't make any sense. Well, if you watch the whole special, it makes sense because it's a callback to an earlier joke. But uh, in the comments of this podcast, I'll put the link so you can go and watch my full dry bar special if you want to. Um, if you don't, whatever. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's been quite a ride. It's been a lot of fun. A lot of doors have opened for me because the dry bar came out, a lot of uh, new opportunities and a lot of fun stuff. But um, to the to the new fans that I've that I've got off a of dry bar, thank you so much for all the love and support of my comedy. I I don't get out there on the road as much as I used to, but when I do the people and the response is, is so great and I'm trying to write some new material so I can tape a new album next year and get some more material out to you guys. Um, but I'm just happy I can do this podcast. It's been a long time since I've dropped a, a new episode on my Unbridled Enthusiasm podcast page. So hopefully you guys have enjoyed this show and uh, hopefully you tune back in for new episodes that I'm going to try to drop here in the near future. And uh, yeah, go over to my YouTube page, um, just search Mark Poulos and you'll find it. And uh, I'm the Mark Poulos on Twitter. I got a Facebook page, all that jazz. And all four of my comedy albums are on YouTube. You can download as many tracks or whatever you want from them. Uh, so check that out too. And uh, yeah, so thanks so much. And uh, we will see you next time. <laughs>